Welcome back to the Too Much Curb Podcast. This is your host, Michael Santos. If you don't know me, I am the utmost expert on Formula One. I have year of experience. Um, yeah, so welcome back. We had an incredible race in Baku. The Azerbaijan Grand Prix. I didn't know that Azerbaijan was a country until a lot later than what I knew what other countries were, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's relatively um, recent. Uh, I think when I used to watch a lot of soccer, I, I, uh, I'm a Real Madrid fan. Um, when they would play Atletico Madrid I remember they had the sponsor. I don't know if they still do. They probably don't. It's been a while. Um, they had like a vo- visit Azerbaijan um, sponsorship on their jerseys. And I was like, what is this magical place? But I learned that Azerbaijan is not very much a radical, I mean, <laughs> magical place. Um, especially, um, I mean, it is a magical place for racing, and that's about it. It's a beautiful city, though. It's a lot nicer than I thought it was. There's some of that architecture that looks like... Um, it kind of looks like Paris. It looks like Paris, and then there's that that castle in the middle. And it's just a really cool circuit. It's a really cool street circuit. It's fast. It's challenging. There's always something nuts that's happening there, as seen from this year. Ended up a lot better from Red Bull than it has in the past. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about this race. Um, let's talk a little bit about qualifying. And I usually don't touch on qualifying, but needs to be said. Charles Leclerc, podium. I mean, not podium, pole position. That's awesome. That's great. I, I know that Charles Leclerc is very much celebrated and he's not really that underrated, but he's kind of underrated. Everybody talks about Max and that Max is, you know, um, champion in the making. Some people even George. Um, but man, Charles Leclerc, he's always in there. It was, it was a pretty quiet race there. But he he had a great race. He had he kind of had no business being on pole position. He was helped a little bit about uh, by Yuki's crash. But I mean, still that is amazing. And yeah, uh, so <laughs> what was it? Four red flags and five incidents accidents during qualifying. But then there's the race, and everybody's cool. Everybody's re- re- well behaved. I don't understand. By the time Lance Stroll's um, accident happened, I was begging for a yellow flag. I rather it ha- didn't happen that way, and I wasn't expecting it to. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, it was it was weird because there was no really any incidents that came from driver error. It came from Pirelli tires failing. There was only really one incident in which um, Carlos Sainz went into the runoff and lost a few positions, but that was very minor. Um, It didn't really help his race, but yeah. Uh, So 
This is what Red Bull can do with a second car. And this is what they've been wanting for this entire time. You know, when they say that they want a a second car in there in the mix that can kind of pick up pieces and capitalize where Mercedes drops the ball. This is what it means. And Sergio's looking great. This is what they wanted. And it's... I wonder what his future holds. I did predict in the beginning of the year when I did my predictions that Sergio would have a decent year but still would be replaced by Yuki, who had a great race this this week, too. But Yuki has things of his own that he needs to work on, and I don't think that they're going to make that mistake of moving him. And Sergio Perez just won a race in the second Red Bull seat, something that hasn't happened since Daniel in Monaco. Not I don't think I wouldn't consider Daniel a second driver, but is the other driver but Max instead of Max is what I mean. So that's really neat. We knew he was going to get that second win though. We saw how he's been doing and he's 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 been getting comfortable with the car and he's not wasting this opportunity to be in this second Red Bull. He's really giving it all he's got and that's fantastic. That's awesome. Where where we thought what we thought we wanted was a Bottas like driver, but Bottas was not in front whatsoever. He was in the back. You know what? Actually, Mercedes was in the back the entire weekend. Except for qualifying. Which Lewis, of course, just pulls a rabbit out of the hat and he's in second place. And Bottas, I don't even know where he started. I think he started 10th. But yeah, rough rough weekend for him. Uh, He was stuck behind Lando for most of the race. The radio chatter came and it's like, we need you to overtake him. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Bottas cannot, for the life of him, overtake cars whatsoever. Bottas' biggest weakness is racecraft. You give him a machine that could be up front, he will qualify up front most of the time, and he will stay up there because he is very consistent. He is a very consistent, he's a very solid driver in that respect. He's a great time trial driver. But when it comes to racing, getting in the shit, he, he, that's something that Lewis doesn't have. I mean, that's something that Lewis has that Bottas doesn't have. Bottas is a great example of a driver who's carried by the machinery beneath him. And that's what Lewis, they, people accuse Lewis of. And if if this year isn't so far showing you why that is a hunk of BS, then I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what to tell you. I really don't know. But yeah, my man was having a rough weekend. And... He's won here before. So, yeah, I know there's issues with the Mercedes car versus in previous years. To be honest, I'm not exactly sure what those are because Lewis is still doing fantastic. But Lewis is one of those drivers. It's kind of like Max or Charles who's 
you know, they've got this piece of machinery that I don't want to say outperform because people say technically you can't outperform the car. You can't overperform the car. You do the car will do what you say, but they're pushing it to the brink. So I, I think that there are great examples of drivers that can do that. And Bottas is very much just dependent on the setup of the car and what kind of machinery he has behind him. And on that second restart, he got, oh man, he dropped like a stone. He dropped like four positions straight off the bat. It's 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 kind of sad, you know what I mean? Like Bottas, you know, he's a great guy. You know, he seems like a great guy. I don't really like him as a driver. You know, he's probably my, one of my least favorite personalities. When he did that, when he, gosh, last year at Sachi, when he like answered back to the Instagram troll, and then. Lewis screwed up somehow. I don't remember how Lewis screwed up at Sachi, but something happened to Lewis. He was out of the running. Bottas automatically took second place because Mercedes last year especially was a car on freaking rails. And he's like, to be, to who I made concern, fuck you. And he's like, okay, okay. He's not Russian. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you just won a Formula One race. Absolutely. Yes, you did. Congratulations. That is a huge deal. Winning one, two races is a massive deal. Don't know if I would have like, you know, flexed that hard about it. I think I think that's the last race he's won. And this man wants to be champion. He wants to be a champion. People always say that, hey man, I know it's hard because Lewis Hamilton is your teammate. One of the greatest drivers of all time. That makes it really rough for you. But I can name probably... 10 drivers that could be... I don't know. Okay, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing up the results. I'm going to go ahead and say... Who Bottas would struggle against as his teammate? Perez... I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt, and I'm not going to say Vettel yet. Gasly, Leclerc, Norris, uh, Alonso, yeah, definitely. Carlos, definitely. Daniel, I'm going to get go bold. I think he would struggle against Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi had a great race. And a side sidebar here, real quick. Giovinazzi had an incredible race, and it went so understated. He started last, dead last, and he just ripped through that field and finished eleventh. I have a soft spot for Giovinazzi because he is the most anonymous driver on the grid, and he is freaking killing it this year. Anyway, <laughs> to con- to continue the list. He wouldn't. He wouldn't struggle against the Haas boys. Not yet. They're too new. Hamilton, obviously. Not Latifi. I can't. I can't do that to him. Not Latifi. Russell, Verstappen. Uh, 
I don't think he would struggle against Stroll. I don't. My Stroll has gotten a lot better throughout the years, but I still don't rate, rate him that highly, to be completely frank with you. Um, and Ocon. I think he would struggle against Ocon. I think all of those drivers would do, he'd struggle against him. And that was without me throwing in Vettel, which, given the form that he's at in right now, he would, I think, yeah, I think, I think Vettel, I mean, I think that um, Bottas would have a problem. But I'm not going to go off, I'm not going to go off the last couple races. And I'll talk a little bit about more about Vettel um, as time goes on, because you know, let's see how how long this streak goes for him. But anyway, yeah, Bottas, he, my my man's in trouble. I think that <sighs> I don't know. Do I think it's his last season with Mercedes? I mean, it's only been this was the sixth race of the year. That's it. We have 23 races on the calendar this year. Still way too early. Who knows? It's, it's, it's you know, Nicholas Latifi could win every single race from here on out. You never know. You never know. COVID-2 can come to theaters. Why did I say that? I don't want that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Yeah, it's still far too early to tell. Given the form right now, eh, I don't think so. But I don't think that he would be taking... I don't think that Russell would be taking his seat right now, too, given his form. Not that Russell's been bad, but Ocon's been really good. I don't know. Shake it up a little bit. So, let's talk about those crashes. Lance Stroll, God bless him. I really, I'm, I was really sad to see that because I was hoping for a yellow flag. And by the time that I was hoping for a yellow flag, that's, I mean, that's, that's when, that's when he crashed, unfortunately. But I was hoping, I don't know, I, I was hoping that Mazepin was going to spin or something. I thought he was going to do the thing and just hold it up for a little bit. Oh, yeah, he did spin this race, didn't he? <laughs> the fans were chanting. Oh, God. I don't know if you saw if you saw the race. There was a part where the the fans, they were, like, zooming in on them. And he's like, nah. They were, like, chanting, Mazepin, Mazepin. And then they go, they all point, like, oh, oh, my God. Because he spun. He did the thing. <laughs> yeah, there was, no, there was no yellow flag or anything. That was, like, really quickly taken care of. But that was really funny. Anyway, the Lance Stroll one. He was going 200 miles an hour. His left right tire popped. And he got, he slammed into that wall. And he was shaking up. He's like, whoa. Whoa, guys, yellow flag, yellow flag. No, oh, he said red flag, red flag. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a really scary crash. But he was okay. He answered right away. Um, but what's really interesting is that Max crashed pretty much in the exact same spot. So the answer always, of course, comes to Pirelli. It's like, Pirelli, what's going on, man? These are 
hard tires. They gave up. Lance Lance's gave up after 30 laps, and Max's gave up after 32 laps, which is quite a bit less than what they're supposed to be lasting for. You remember at first? I think at first. I don't know if this was the plan, but Giovinazzi, Russell, Latifi, I think, they all pitted on lap one after lap one to switch from the softs to the hards. And I think that the tactic they were going for is to finish the entire race um, on the hard set of tires. And I think that's that's 61 laps. So, who knows? But... And, and Pirelli has, you know, I don't really keep track of this side of the sport too much. When it comes to, like, technical things, like, I, I don't know nearly enough about it in order to speak to. But I, 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 I read and I I kind of, like, watch those tech videos um, that Formula One puts out. And, you know, I, I want to understand. I want to learn. Because... A big part of this sport isn't just the driver and just the racing that happens on the weekend. It's also the engineering that goes into all of it. Um, the technical side of things. It's a it's a team sport. But anyway, Pirelli made some changes as far as like requiring one more PSI for the tires, I believe. And so now... The same tire popped, same location, same about the same age. So, of course, people are pointing to Pirelli. And they're like, yo, what the hell? Pirelli, Pirelli, I think they sometimes get a bad rap because they're seen as a uh, a bad tire manufacturer because of things like this that happens. But that's not the case at all. They're, they're, a, great, they're a great tire manufacturer. You know, I didn't watch Formula One back in the day, but something that people would complain about when they back when they had Bridgestone is that the tires lasted too long. And then the racing was boring because there's like the pitch strategy was something that wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. So the FIA tells Pirelli hey, man, I want these tires to degrade faster. Let's get some more pit stops in, you know? And they're like, all right. And they get, and then they go too far, and people get mad, and they're like, Pirelli sucks ass. <laughs> but that's not what the case. It's almost like I asked, I, I, I was wondering facetiously if it's even worth it, worth it to be the tire manufacturer for Formula One because when things go right, nothing goes wrong. And nobody cares. But when they go wrong, it's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you guys really screwed this up this time. Max would have won the race without Pirelli there. Lance Stroll was also having an incredible race. He started towards the back. He was going long on those hards. That's what she said. And he was going. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He was going long on the hards, and he was going to, you know, switch for a soft stint, I'm guessing, towards the end of the race to try and gain as much position as possible. And he was running fifth. I think he would have at least jumped, if quite a, he would have jumped a few positions with this tactic if it worked out for him. It didn't. 
And it's upsetting because, you know, we've got a driver's championship on our hands. We've got to fight for the title. And Max is in that fight. He's leading right now. Well, he was leading at the time, too. But people didn't know that Lewis was going to have problems. But, yeah, so Pirelli is saying that it was debris on the track. Which, usually when I... It does seem like that when people have criticisms to Pirelli, they usually have a, you know, they have a rebuttal. It's like, well, my tires, I think for for Silverstone last year, you know, when, when Lewis finished the race on three tires, he was like, I think that they pointed to Pirelli, but they're like, yo, you, you guys ran the tires too long or... It was either they ran it for too long or it had too low of PSI. It was one of those or both. Um, and they're like, you guys are driving the tires incorrectly. That is why. This one, they're blaming the scraps. And usually I think that I trust Pirelli in that regard. But this time I'm a little, eh, I don't know. I don't know. They They pointed to... Lewis's tire saying on the same tire and it had a gash in it apparently but that doesn't make sense to me because I'm guessing okay let's let's if there's if there's a piece of debris on the track first of all it would have had to come from somewhere and the only accident before Max's was Lance Lance's accident fair enough but where would have where would have where would have um, Lance's come, you know, have that debris and where, where would have that gash came in from? Yeah. And then it's like, if, if there was debris on the track, why would it only be the same tire each time? That doesn't make sense to me. And somebody way smarter and somebody who's, who's uh, way more familiar with the sport is probably yelling the answer to that right now in their car or wherever you're listening to this. But I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about. Just thinking out loud here. I'm not an expert on that sort of thing. It's just, I mean, I'm an exp- I'm, a, I'm a Formula One expert. I'm not a tire expert, guys. <laughs> if, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to think here as a casual fan. I'm just trying to think in regards how this works so anyway enough about the crashes let's talk about sebastian vettel back in the beginning of this podcast the series the the entire thing i said that i believe that sebastian vettel is washed up after the first four races i'm like yeah yeah he's that's still that's still the case to me but Monaco and Baku, he has a he's 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 on a hot streak right now. The man is confident, he's smiling, he's joking, he's freaking racy as shit. It's it's getting wild here. So, you know, maybe I spoke spoke a little bit too soon and you know I, I did touch on this a little bit. I wanna wait and see where it heads to, like yeah, because in just in general, Aston Martin looked like they were going to be 
a non-factor this season, along with Alpine. But, and and Aston Martin was looking much worse than Alpine recently. Um, but yeah, the, the man's got a new lease on life. He's got a huge fan base. I was like, Fab! <laughs> He's got a very dedicated fan base. It was trying to, it was like low key driving me nuts, but, but I don't have, I don't have that nostalgia for Sebastian Vettel. The first time I heard of Sebastian Vettel, I think it was, what was it, Gran Turismo 5 when he had the RBX1 or whatever. Yeah, he was like driving that ridiculous car. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. And I looked it up as like two or three time world champion at that time. I was like, oh, okay. And then I never paid attention to Formula One again until recently. But yeah, I, I they're they want him to be back on top and they want him winning again, which is great. I think I'm glad that he can do that for you guys, and I'm very happy that you know he's happy and that you're happy and everybody's happy and he he's a really funny guy. I like I like Sebastian's Sebastian's personality a lot. I think he's a really positive influence on the track. I think that he's got a very um i think he's got a very deep passion for the sport but he's a little he's a little odd which i appreciate about him but i don't know about wanting him to like win another championship it would be cool if it was like sebastian vettel number five five championships but i don't really i'd rather have somebody new win the championship Give it to the rest of the boys, you know? And a lot of them, I think, can can hold the crown. Vettel had his chance. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got this already. But, yeah, it would be a cool comeback to see. And like I said, it's, it's really cool seeing him racing. It's really fun. Especially seeing him racing and, like, having Alonso on the grid, too. It's, it's cool there's these old school guys that are still on the grid, and still making it, you know, able to kill it. But yeah, I was maybe I was a bit too quick to say that he was washed. Maybe it's a little too quick for me to say that he's not, but I don't think he is right now, at this moment in time. <laughs> he's doing he's doing great. Um, and so Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton, hashtag blessed. Still we rise. Lewis Hamilton finally had some bad luck this weekend. And boy, did he have some bad luck. It's always a joke that Lewis has the most incredible luck I've ever seen out of anybody on the planet. I'm not talking about just race car drivers. I'm talking about just in general. When something goes wrong for Lewis, something way worse happens to somebody else. And he still gets the win somehow, or he ends up on top. But literally put too much magic in his brakes. After Max's crash, and after the red flag restart, he did that little lap, and there is a... Um, there's something called break. There's something called magic, which helps warms up your warm up your brakes. And 
while he was driving, he had the magic on so that the brakes warm up. Because he's like, I'm, I'm getting here. I'm going to gobble Paris up. And I'm going to absolutely crush this race. Lewis, Mr. Captain, uh, I was lucky to get into the top 10, was, was on his way. He was two laps away from probably sealing his first race. And as he's, I mean, <laughs> sealing his first race, sealing first in Baku 2021 with a car that Valtteri Bottas was sitting back at this moment. He hadn't restarted yet. I think he was in ninth or 10th, but he ended up in 14th before Lewis and he ended up in 12th. I don't even know, but he was going to clinch it. You know, he was. Everybody knew it when he lined up and then the smoke, the smoke came up from his brakes and it looks so freaking cool. It was something like Darth Vader through the mist thing, but something had happened. He had accidentally pressed the magic button again and I think it was the temperature of the brakes that rose ridiculously. So that's why you saw all that smoke. He was too much of a showman. <laughs> it's probably what happened. But anyway, he, he heated up his front brakes way too much. Got an absolutely fantastic start. Was ahead of Perez by look, what looked like, I think, if not a full car length, but then almost a full car length. And then it happened. He went into the runoff. The runoff that everybody seems to go into off of turn one. And I I couldn't believe my I couldn't believe my eyes. I could not believe it. Lucky Lewis finally had a his stint of bad luck. But yeah, I mean I'm sure that Max's guardian angel was looking over him right right then because uh if not, Lewis would have taken first in the championship by quite some margin because Max was going to finish with no points and Lewis with 25. I think it's, or is it 24 points? Whatever first place gets. A shit ton of points. But yeah, it just wasn't Lewis's day. It wasn't Max's day. It was Max's day. Max was an absolute beast this race. I don't even, why did I even touch on this? Max was by far and away the best driver on the grid. He finished with the fastest lap. <laughs> um, but he didn't get the extra point for it, sadly, because you have to be in the points. You have to be in the top 10 in order to get that extra point. But, yeah, it was a crazy race. I'm really looking forward to the next race, which is going to be in France, it's going to be the Paul Ricard. People say that is a very boring race. Um, I hope that they're wrong. But there's a... If you've never seen Paul Ricard... Is it Paul Ricard or Paul Ricard? Hold on a second. Paul Ricard. It's Paul. Okay, it's Paul Ricard. I don't know. I was Maybe I was getting him confused with Paul Gasol. Um... When I first saw this track, I thought that it was some sort of special 
martini track. And when I say martini, I mean the brand martini. If you've ever seen a martini race car, which you probably have because they have classic livery, it's blue and red stripes. And this track, all of the runoff area is on blue and red. So this is touted as the safest track in, in, in the world because it's nothing but runoff. And so the idea of runoff, and if you're not sure, if you don't know what runoff is, is when you, when you have turn, when you have a turn and you have, and a driver goes wide or too far inside, there is one of three, uh, one of three elements, let's just say elements, textures that there could be. The first is grass. Grass is classic. It's probably the most typical. Probably when you think of runoff is what you, it would be grass. Um, problem with grass is, is it gets, it can be, get dangerous, especially when it's wet. The, the grass gets wet. The cars go even crazier than they would and the driver can't stop. Second would be gravel. I think a lot of people prefer gravel. I've seen a few people say they prefer grass too. But <coughs> excuse me. But the gravel, the issue with gravel is your car can turn sideways and those little pebbles can cause your car to flip. It can be unstable. That's that's the problem there. So and then there's runoff. And what runoff is, is since the track is made of asphalt, the runoff is just straight up asphalt. And the idea between behind runoff is that if you're going off and you went too wide or you're headed towards a wall, you can hit the brakes and stop the car. And that's the safest way to do it. And there's plenty of braking area to do so. Now, the problem with runoff and why a lot of people hate it is because, number one, drivers will take some cheeky inside, you know, take a cheeky wide turn to take more runoff to get more corner exit and shave a little bit of time. And Formula One has been a little lax recently, aka this season, as far as what the hell a what the hell inbound is with a track something that just blows my mind and another reason people hate it is because there is no punishment for going that wide so a track like Imola or Portugal will have grass or gravel and if you go a little too wide, your your car hits the grass or gravel and you get punished for it. You, you lose time. A place like Paul Ricard that is nothing but runoff, you're not going to lose any time. Same with like Bahrain. Bahrain, there is no chance to lose any. I mean, there's a bunch of areas that are just runoff where you can take, you can go wide and it's not too bad. 
And then when you go to Monaco and, and Baku, it's just walls. So there is no such thing as wide. You are either inside or you are in the wall. <laughs> so that's what that's why you get so many safety cars during these street circuits. Usually street circuits have walls. Because that's how they make the circuit. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it either way. Uh, yeah, but that's all I really have to talk about today. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week.